Hello, and welcome to Unvarnished. Everyone needs to hear, nobody wants to listen, the ugly truth in a loving way. My name is Kat, and I'm a wife of 30 plus years, mother of six young adults, a business owner, a daughter, a sister, a confidant and friend, an amateur singer and model, and now an up and coming podcaster. So the first thing on the schedule is to clarify something from our last podcast, a better way. Although this is something I really should not have to mention, I know sometimes the meaning can be lost in the translation, so I thought I should clarify. A better way was about our interactions with our young adults, our kids, but it also applies to people who are not our kids. People we interact with daily, employees, coworkers, bosses or staff, the woman at the store or the man at the post office, the barista at the coffee shop, and the wait staff at lunch. Every person has the capacity to be kind and thoughtful in their responses to others and deserve the same in return, and it's all in the communicating. So let's start with the basics. I would like to ask our audience to think about this next question. Is being a good listener only true to a bygone era? I find in our world today, it's very difficult to complete a conversation without interruption. In most cases, it's not malicious. In fact, very often, it's not even a person. It's a phone call or a text message. And today's world says, hurry up, answer the phone, reply to that text, or or, or what? In the not-too-distant past, calls and messages didn't intrude on our relationships the way they do now. I remember when phones were at home or the office, those calls or messages were recorded on an answering machine, and we retrieved them upon returning home or to work when we had a minute. Now we wear our phones everywhere we go, and even though we still have answering machines in our phones, people don't seem to use them. People, it is not necessary to answer every call or text immediately. We just think it is, and I think I know why. A motivational speaker I listened to named Simon Sinek, on one of his videos, and I'm paraphrasing here, said that receiving texts and calls gives a boost of dopamine that causes a feel-good feeling, no different than that of drugs or alcohol. Now, I think the reason why people answer texts and calls as quickly as they get them is not only for that feeling, but also because it's a type of validation, and we all desire validation. Some desire more, some desire less, but we all desire it. Text messages, phone calls, that dopamine rush, is the sidecar to the main driver, the validation. Now the definition of validation is recognition or affirmation that a person or their feelings or opinions are valid or worthwhile. What struck me was the sentence that was used as the example for this definition, which made it sound as though wanting validation was a bad thing. Here's what it said, and I quote, They have exaggerated needs for acceptance and validation, unquote. It's made to sound like a dirty word, and it shouldn't be. Validation from those we admire, respect, and look up to is not wrong and should be given without expectation of validation back or for any other kind of reward or consideration and should be given to the other in the same manner. It should be given freely encouraging the other to continue the action or behaviors that the validation was given for in the first place. Validation simply is approval. So knowing this, my first action 
would be to delay that validation. And here's why. It's a healthier alternative because dopamine is highly addictive and we all know that becoming addicted to anything isn't good. The second action I would take is turning my phone on silent and not even looking at texts. In this way, we're telling the person we're talking to that we respect them and are enjoying spending time with them. And guess what? That is a validation. And when they return the courtesy, we receive the validation. And it is so much better coming from a person than it is coming from a tiny metal box. Also, that feel-good feeling, that dopamine rush, it comes as well from knowing that this individual values us. It's really quite simple. Now, another type of interruption is quite literally that, an interruption. When others are speaking and we interrupt them to voice our thoughts with no concern that they're speaking, often so focused on what's happening in our own head that we're really not listening, not even truly aware of what that person is saying. In fact, since I've been writing this episode, I've had a time or two where I have interrupted because I had a question. But if I had kept silent and remained listening, the answer would have come. If it didn't, it would be at that time when the person speaking was finished that I could ask my question. For the past few months, I've been learning how to be a better listener, where and when to comment, because yes, there are times where back and forth discussion is needed, or questions need to be asked and answered. But for the most part, listening is a skill to be learned no different than learning anything not already mastered. It requires time, effort, and desire, all given freely by those who want to become more, more learned in that skill. Here's a question for the parents in our audience today. When did you last ask your son or daughter how their day was? Wait for a response and ask another question in the hopes of starting a conversation. Now, I'm not referring to those one-sided conversations. We all know what those are. The one-sided conversations where our kids have a blank stare and we're fighting with our spouse, it's called lecturing, and it promises to get a parent nowhere. Now, two-sided interactive conversations, that's another story. A great many relationships have been restored and made better by small changes in verbal skills. There's that word again meaning maybe some learning is required to hone the skill. So here's a bit of what I did and still do to this day. Stay close. We'll be right back after this sponsor message. Welcome back, everyone. So here's what I do. When our kids were growing, I went through each day hoping I'd get the chance to talk and just interact with them, at least a text each day. Unfortunately, those chances didn't just happen. They often needed to be made. So with that thought in mind, several years ago, I started hanging around our kids more. Two or three of them would be at the house and I would just walk in, say hi, and sit down. I would listen for a while, then would start a conversation by asking a question or share my thoughts with them on whatever the topic of discussion was. That little hi turned into a fabulously blessed time of talking and laughing, learning things about our kids that I didn't know, or some amazing fact or story they shared. They are truly incredible young people, and I'm guessing so are yours. Honestly, I learned so much from listening to our kids, not just with our own, but also with their friends, 
Remember, they are your children, my children. When I look at them and see their spark and light and hear their intelligence and laughter, I feel truly blessed by them, and I want them to know how much I value their input. Now, that does not mean that I always agree with them. I don't always think they're right or that I'm always right. There is no law that says we must all agree all the time. We simply need to be wise enough humans to agree to disagree agreeably. So if we're serious about improving and becoming people others enjoy having conversations with, a person who listens well and makes others feel valued, here are a few little exercises that may assist in implementing a better way of communicating. It didn't happen in one sitting for me, and breaking bad habits in, a, in relation to communicating with others takes practice. Don't get discouraged. Small changes, continued over time, will produce fabulous fruit. Here are a few tips to help along this journey. The next time you're having a discussion with someone, be it family, friends, business associates, or strangers, let them talk uninterrupted. Let them tell you all that's in their mind and stay silent. To remind myself not to interrupt, I will sometimes hold my lips a bit tight together, but not noticeably. It's okay to politely ask questions to move the conversation forward, but do this sparingly. Now, here is the difficult part. Focus all attention on them. That means no phone. This simple, though not easy task, will enhance relationships in ways you can't even imagine. Listen two-thirds more than you talk. And when you listen, really listen. I recall one of the first things taught in counseling is how to communicate. One of the tools is to repeat in your own words back to the other what they said. Not as easy as it sounds, because most of the time we're really not listening. We're thinking about what it is we want to say next. So really listen. Also, if you don't already spend real time with your young people, I'm suggesting that you do. You'll never regret it. I consider real time to be those moments when you're with another person and you learn something new about them. I love meeting new people and learning new things. I enjoy talking with young people and old alike. I go into every encounter excited that I'm making new acquaintances, perhaps to become friends. Our kids are just like that, similar to an acquaintance in that we really don't know them very well, but excited that we're getting the opportunity to know them better. Don't lose patience with them. Just as we're growing and attempting to change, they are as well. Treat them as you would any person, with respect and consideration. I've learned many things from our kids. I also get what I call reminders, moments when they say something back at me that I've said to them. I'm sure that has happened to most parents, but it's especially great when it's something positive. So to wrap up, let's start with the basics. Here's a rundown of today's episode and tips. Number one, to be a great listener, no phones, no texts, no calls. Value and validation is better with real people. Two, really listen. Wait till the end to ask questions. Three, talk only one third of the time. It's amazing what we hear when we listen. Four, make real time for people in your sphere. 
Nothing is as valuable as real time with people we care to know. Knowing them adds value beyond measure to those relationships. That is the end of our podcast, and thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or you have any comments, please feel free to leave a message with us. Have a great evening and God bless.